Welcome to Tough Cookie Talks. I'm your host, Jenna Josephowski, but you can call me Jenna J. I'm a semi-retired professional dancer, dance teacher, and yoga teacher, turned certified personal trainer and kettlebell instructor who helps active women learn to lift and get strong with equal parts challenge and compassion. After years of working in the fitness industry, I got sick and tired of watching people, including myself, run themselves into the ground trying to uphold the narrow-minded image of what our culture sees as healthy and fit. But instead of giving it all up, I decided that I'd rather change the game, call out the BS, extract the good, and help others learn to use movement as a way to build themselves up rather than tear themselves down. On this podcast, we'll explore the intersection of fitness and anti-diet culture and all the gray areas in between. We'll let go of shoulds and judgment and dig into tough conversations with curiosity. Things get pretty spicy around here, so grab your headphones and let's do this. Hey friends, welcome to Tough Cookie Talks. Today we are trying something a little bit different. I am doing a bonus slash spinoff slash collab episode or rather series of episodes. There are going to be a few of these until we are tired of them with my good friend Christina Montalvo. If you're not familiar with Christina, she is a fellow like-minded coach who is also the host of the Confidence Project podcast. And lately we've been having a lot of really good conversations that we felt like you, our listeners, would really appreciate and enjoy about some things that don't necessarily relate to the things that we help clients with. So just something fun. I don't know how this is going to go. It is super candid. We're going to have a good time and do this for as many times as we enjoy doing it for as long as we feel like doing it. So enjoy these little bonus episodes. I'm planning on inserting them in between my own bi-weekly episodes. So without further ado, let's go talk to Christina. It's going to be a good time. All right. Hey, we're back with our friendship conversation. We're going to continue it with some stuff that's, uh, I don't know, so awful it's funny. Friendship's gone awry. Friendship's gone awry. I don't even know where to start. You have to go first. Okay. Um, so going back to... <laughs> Going back to some of the topics that came from your Instagram, somebody was talking about friendships evolving and um, this is the wrong one. I'm totally reading the wrong thing. Let's try that again. Um, having hard to support friends who are making like bad life decisions and emotionally dumps, dumping on you in a way that their relationship becomes kind of toxic. Mm-hmm. And I have had a few of these. Um And I will tell you this, like, I am a very, I don't know if the word gullible is a good word or like naive. I think I see the best in people Mm. and I tend to like people a lot longer than other people like those people before, before I realize that there's something bad. And I don't think I'm like a bad judge of character. I just... I don't know. I think I'm able to, you know what I'm accepting. And I think I'm able to see the good in people Mm -hmm. in spite of some shortcomings. Uh, But I will share a story with you about the time that I abruptly ended a friendship, never to speak to her again. (laughs) I can't wait. Um, So this is a person who was very much um, an emotional dumper. Okay. And she was an emotional dumper from the first day I met her. Mm -hmm. I met her. Um, and this, this could maybe spiral into a whole nother podcast episode. Do you know I was in a sorority in college? <laughs> Only because he recently texted to tell me that. Um, you would be. <laughs> I would be, but like also like, 
not anymore. This is this is a whole nother. T- it's it's very interesting. I feel like there are parts of me that are like so very much the same mm-hmm, mm-hmm. at the core, and yet so fundamentally different. But I met her when I first moved to Chicago because um, my sorority was having like an alumni event at a bar in Wrigleyville. And I didn't know anybody in the city. I'm like, let's go make friends. So I went to this event um, and this person was like pouting at the corner of the bar because she had just gotten dumped. I'm very good at giving relationship advice. Mm -hmm. I think, and I I like to be that person. Mm -hmm. Like I like to talk to you about your relationship stuff. And so that was our first interaction was me just like talking her through a breakup. And our friendship proceeded to be me talking her through breakups, through dating shitty people, her not seeing that they were shitty, her falling into the same patterns. Mm-hmm. And and it was exhausting, but also it was a surface level friendship, even mm-hmm. though we spent a lot of time together. Um, and she was like a leech, um, meaning she always wanted to spend time together. But she was, like, needy. And I hate to say that because some people are going to listen to this and hear it the wrong way. But it was like, oh, I miss you. Like, I haven't seen you. Like, we should hang out. I'm like, bitch, I just saw you last Friday. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. It, it was just a lot. Especially yeah. because I had other friends. Mm-hmm. I was working a lot because I was trying to pay my bills as, like, a new college grad with a dance degree. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I was dating Eric, like, shortly thereafter, so there was, like, a lot of that mixed in. But I don't, I don't, I don't know. It was just a lot, and, and she was always dumping. And in a way, I feel like she was using me because I, like, checked her box for what, like, a good wing woman looked like. Like, I could go out with her and, like, mm. put on a cute outfit and, like, and, like, help her flirt, but I was also in a relationship so I wouldn't, like, Mm -hmm. get the guy. Right. And so she would, and there was a lot of that, and there was a lot of, um, like, backhanded compliments that happened. And I will give you an example because this was the straw that broke the camel's back among many. We had plans. Um, In fact, I think this was, um, I feel like Eric was out of town. He might have been out of town for his, no... It was after we had been married. I don't remember. He was out of town regardless. So I was hanging out with her. We had had a day where... Do you know what Shred is? Shred 415? No. It's like... It's basically like Orange Theory before Orange Theory was Orange Theory. Okay. Um, and it's oh, like a boutique thing. fitness okay. thing in the city that she was obsessed with. And at that point, I was doing more just like dancing and doing yoga and stuff like that. I hadn't gotten into lifting yet. I was not really running as much as I used to. We were supposed to go to a shred class together and then like meet up and grill on her balcony. And she'd injured herself, couldn't go to the class. She's like, you go by yourself. I'll meet you. I'm like, great. So I got one afterwards. She's like, how did you like the class? I was like, oh, it was great. It was really, it was really challenging. Blah, blah, blah. I haven't, I haven't run like that in a while. And she goes, yeah, I remember when you used to run all the time. You <laughs> Can we just leave that, please? Totally. I feel like that's a sign from the universe. This is a reminder. Garbage. She's going to do it again. It's a reminder. Garbage. It's just my Alexa, everybody. <laughs> Carry on. This is a reminder. She was a garbage person. Anyway, make it work. Okay. 
Uh, where was I with that? Oh, so she goes, yeah, I remember when you used to run all the time. You got real skinny there for a while. And I was at that point, like, I was very disordered Mm -hmm. with food and exercise, but hiding it very well. Yeah. And I tried to, like, brush it off. And I was like, oh, no, I don't think I was. Like, I still pretty much wear the same size clothes, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, no, you were definitely skinnier. I'll show you pictures. Yikes. I was like, turn the car around. We are driving to Whole Foods to get stuff to grill. I was like, turn the car around. And she was just like. What? And she tried to apologize. I'm like, nope, we're done here. We are done. And I made her drive me back. I got into my car. I never spoke to her again. Just like that. Just like that. Damn. And maybe we can talk about, like, my toxic traits, um, which is that, like, if you push me too far, you are dead to me. Mm-hmm. And I will never speak to you again, and there's no coming back from it. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Did you... So if that was the, like, push too far, were you already experiencing some resentment that you were trying to, like, rationalize or, like, downplay leading up to that? So you were already feeling some type of way. I was already feeling some type of way. I was feeling some type of way because she would always call me and, you know, whine about her shitty relationship. Mm -hmm. And she was very pretentious. Mm -hmm. Very pretentious about things that... I can't even think of a good example, but you know what I mean? She would just always go to, like, the fanciest restaurants or, like, Mm. whatever. And it's like, oh, you're shopping there. Oh, when you would shop? Yeah. Like, oh, ooh, yeah, no. I have no tolerance for judgment in my friendships. Mm -mm. Like, that kind of judgment of, like, that's where you shop. Like, And I think the weird thing was, it like, she wouldn't come out and say, that's where you shop. Okay. But it would be very, it would be very passive. You know what I mean? To the point where you can't quite put your finger on why she rubbed you the wrong way. But Mm -hmm. I think because I was so, um, just like in a bad place with my body image that, that, that was something that just crossed a line for me. Yeah. And I was done. Um, I don't want to take too much time with this story, but can I add a layer to it? Of course. Yeah. Okay. So this person was in my wedding party. No shit. Um, She was years prior Mm -hmm. to the incident. Um, Red flag number one, we went to Vegas. My best friend from high school lived in Vegas Mm -hmm. at the time. I still talk to my best friend from high school to this day. And her and this girl had a lot of eerily similar qualities. But like my friend from high school was like the good version, like has like heart of gold. Mm Mm-hmm. This one was, like, the evil twin. Interesting. But, like, weird things. Like, they had the same birthday. They both had Italian last names that started with the same letter. They both, like, would send me the same birthday card. Like, they had a lot of the oh same, like, God. bougie taste. Like, it was a lot of stuff like that. And so when we went to Vegas, my friend that lived there had all of these things that she planned that she wanted to do. And my other friend kept trying to, like, overtake the plans and be like, no, we should do this. This is better. Blah, blah, blah. And they got in a fight. My God, like a like a verbal or yeah, like, like okay. not a, not like a fist fight. They got in like a verbal okay. fight. Like the night, like we were all out. Like the night when like I'm in Vegas with my sash, and I'm like, stop it. I'm like, this is my day. This is not about you. Get along or don't talk to each other. But then they did, and then they became long distance friends. No way. After that event, and that so, piss you off. 
It didn't because at the time we were still, I was still friends with both of them. Okay, okay. So it didn't bother me, but I'll tell you what did piss me off. Hmm. Like three or four years ago, they went to Italy together. And do you want to know how I found out? Oh. My best friend from high school's Instagram stories. <gasps> she didn't even tell you? She didn't tell me until after. Oh, that and sucks. I called her on it. Yeah. And there was there was a bit more understanding there. Um, like once I talked to my friend from high school about the situation and we are still friends, like I was upset about it. Mm-hmm. But it was a different dynamic because my friend from high school is also like she's about to turn 40 mm-hmm. like me. She is not married. She doesn't have kids. Most of her friends are married with kids and are going on vacation with their family, with their significant other. Mm -hmm. And she wanted to go to Italy and she didn't have anybody to go to Italy with. Mm -hmm. And this other person is also single, didn't have anyone to go to Italy with, and they decided to go together. And she knew. Oh, that you weren't. She knew that I wasn't gonna like she knew that I was gonna be upset about it but I think she just like didn't know how to bring it up with me yeah um that's hard yeah it was hard and like we did have a conversation about it and we're cool about it but like she has almost replaced my friend from high school with being her dumping grounds now because my friend from high school is actually she no longer speaks to her either because Mm -hmm. she I, I think pulled some similar shit with her people like that I'm thinking of a couple people that are really no longer in my circle anymore. Like the emotional dumpers, those people, here's why some like personal development stuff rubs me the wrong way. I feel like what the person that you're describing, the one that you're no longer friends with, Mm -hmm. they're the kind of people that share like those personal development memes. That's like, if someone doesn't see your magic, then cut them out of your life. Like, do you know what I'm talking about? They like misconstrue. It's the one where like, like, if you don't, if you can't deal with me at my worst, you don't deserve me. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, hold on. That isn't the whole story here. Like, right. I'm even thinking of someone in particular that regularly, based on what she posts on her stories, regularly is sharing those types of, again, like, exactly what you said. What It's like that Marilyn Monroe quote. If mm-hmm. you can't handle me at my worst, then, and it's like, but your worst is talk like literally toxic behavior and I just think people like that have no self-awareness they're not willing to take accountability to be like hmm why do all my friendships end well because you're just emotionally dumping or like the the awareness of like when I think about like their friendships and also their relationships and because in my situation a lot of these emotional dumpers are dumping on me about their relationship I'm like this guy is the same as the last five guys you've mm-hmm. dated. Mm-hmm. How are you not seeing this pattern for yourself? <laughs> yeah. Like, why do you keep going with these people? And then mm-hmm. why do you keep staying with them mm-hmm. so long past their expiration date? And you wonder why, like, you really want to be married and in a committed relationship because so many people do. Well, it's because, like, you wasted five years with fuckface number one and, like, six years with fuckface number two and, like... What are we doing? What are we doing? Yeah. And I think, like, if I can call myself out on some of, like, my own ways that I've maybe been a bad friend, I think that I can be very blunt about stuff like mm. that mm-hmm. to friends in a way that's probably pushed them away. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm trying to be a little bit better about that or a little bit more um, 
like, I guess, level-headed mm. with my words rather than being like, it's the same fuck face every time. Like, yeah, get your head out of your ass, you it, know? Like, it's funny that you're bringing up the relationship thing because one of the friendships of mine that went awry, and I'm actually thinking not even just a friendship that got that went awry. I'll tell you that story in a second. You actually know parts of it already. Mm. <clears throat> you know more than what I'm about to share. Okay. I'll leave it that way. Okay. But... The friendships where it is that they're always coming to you with their relationship stuff, those right now I'm at the point in my life where that's a huge red flag right away. Mm. But I think similar to you, I think I give really good advice. I hold a lot of space for people. We do that for a living. Like we do what we do for a living, I think, because we're naturally good at giving advice, holding space, being a supportive role, whatever. Mm. And I think that translates into our friendships. And when you get someone that, is having relationship problems, at least for me, I'm like, oh my God, like, of course you're having a hard time. Like I can hold space for that. But where it starts to, and where it has gone awry in the past is with various people, is they're literally only using your friendship to vent or talk about their relationship. So they're not necessarily calling you like, hey, do you want to go do something or have a good time? They're literally only calling you when they need something that their partner isn't giving to them. And you want to know something? I'm thinking about another person now that used to work at the gym that I worked at. Mm-hmm. And the, the gym that I still continue to work at is mostly male trainers. Okay. Um, there's one other female trainer there right now, at least that I've met, mm-hmm. unless there's been like somebody new hired that works on days that I don't work. Um, but when this one girl got hired, I befriended her, mm-hmm. you know, like took her under my wing. And, um, Maybe I don't want to get into this part. It's like too personal, but let's just say she was having some relationship issues. Okay. Um, and I knew two of the parties involved. Mm-hmm. And so she was using me as like this liaison slash dumping ground mm. between both of them. And once what was happening there fell apart, it was like she couldn't be bothered with me. Mm. She had no, like, use for you anymore. Right. And I could see it coming. But, like, I also wasn't bothered by it because I think, like, she didn't have a lot of other close friends to do that with. And so it was me. But I think she saw me as, like, a closer friend than I saw her. I I was like, okay, it's this girl from work that I'm happy to give advice to. But, yeah. like, you know, she's not in my top eight. Right. <laughs> not on your MySpace top eight. No. <laughs> I think one of the, I wouldn't even say this is my toxic trait. I think it's a, I've, I've been trying to like partner with the parts of myself that I've learned over the years that are quote unquote bad. Mm, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's when there, it's similar to what you were saying, when there's like a repetitive recurring issue that's this friend or this person is constantly bringing to the table and it's almost always in my case, it's relationships it's their romantic relationship so a friendship that went awry my podcast listeners will probably be able to guess who this is because of my history on the internet it's the weirdest part about having an online presence Mm because like your life is just like to a certain degree like mapped out yes like people can go and dig yeah so I considered this woman one of my closest closest friends um I don't use the word like best friend often because I think it's immature and kind of weird, like my bestie. But I would consider her at that time, she was one of my best friends. And (laughs) 
very quickly, our friendship circled around navigating her personal relationship drama, Mm -hmm. which was relentlessly recurring. Like, it never ended. And the first part that we bonded over was she went through a very, like, traumatic experience But I'm also, I think the other, one of my toxic traits is I'm very big on personal responsibility. Mm -hmm. Like, Mac. (laughs) Mac just wants to be loved. Mac, can you get down, please? Honey, can you leave Jenna alone? (laughs) Thank you, sir. (laughs) It's only a matter of time. I'll pet you, okay? You're stinky and you're needy. Anyways. Mac just wants to be your best friend. Yeah, always. Um... There wasn't any, so like the first relation, the first iteration of our friendship surrounded a very like traumatic relationship experience that she had. And so I wasn't like, you must take personal accountability for this. But then there was another one, like she went through another relationship and I, the decisions that she was making in my mind were so blatantly, blatantly, obviously stupid Mm -hmm. that I had a hard time knowing how to support her yeah so like for example she met a guy on the internet and then moved in with him and he lived in another country like they had never met before and her first step was she like moved in with him for an entire summer 12 weeks and on the as a friend I'm like I I don't know if I would do that like you know so that was my first iteration of me like Trying to to be supportive. And that's with... not even like I don't even know if I would do that. It's like I'm kind of concerned for your well being at this point, and not in like a concern trolley kind of way, but like this may not be a safe life choice for you. That that's exactly it. I was like, I what like am I response? I almost was like, if God forbid this turns into some sort of Dateline episode, like, I'm never going to forgive myself for being like, I knew that she was doing that, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And at the same time, we were friends for long enough that I was like, there's no way that this ends well. Yeah. But she was an emotional dumper. So at that point, I was like, oh my God. And I distinctly remember thinking this. I'm like, all of this shit is just going to land, like, she's just going to emotionally dump when this inevitably goes awry. Mm-hmm. Sure as shit, she did. I'm saying daily phone calls where she was sobbing, Voxer messages, sobbing, like nonstop sobbing. And I remember going to my therapist and I was like, I I literally asked my therapist, how do I show up as a better friend in this scenario? And my therapist was like, I, she needs help. Yeah. Like she needs it's like out of your scope of practice as a friend. Out of my scope. Yeah. And it was so it was terrible. Um ultimately, and so the part when this person wrote in on Instagram, what I empathize with was even beyond that, we like continued the friendship because I was going to my therapist. Like, I don't even know how to be this person's friend, which I think demonstrates how serious I take friendships that I'm like gonna bring this to my therapist of like, mm-hmm. how do I ha- I want I wanna be able to navigate this, but right. I don't know how. Um she started taking drugs, um, but it was part of this, like, online world. Like, um, think of, like, um, they're always white women, and they're very spiritual and mm-hmm. crystals and the tarot cards, but it's very whitewashy, like, yeah. you know, 
thin white woman woo-woo shit. Mm-hmm. She started doing drugs. She started um, telling me, like, she's like, oh, I'm going to go pick up some shrooms this weekend. And, like, I'm not a goody two-shoes. Like, I was, like, a stereotypical, like, bad kid. I've done some crazy shit Same. over my life. Same. I'm not, like, Maybe oh, that's an episode. Oh, we, yeah. I, we will not do drugs. But I'm watching her self-destruct. And then I wasn't ever getting anything back in yeah. the friendship. Like, she couldn't hold space for me. Um, and I tried, like I fought to make that friendship work because I really did love her as a friend. I would say I probably stayed in that friendship. I would say two years past its expiration date. Oh, wow. And I tried to have conversations. Like, I think that's a big thing for me. If that's a toxic trait is that I like to over communicate. Okay. So I'll be like, so I feel kind of weird about that thing that happened two weeks ago. Like that is probably my toxic trait. Like I like to talk about shit. Okay, but you want to know something? What? I appreciate that, and maybe that's why we get along well. Okay. Because I don't feel like there's any question. Like, I feel like, going mm-hmm. back to what we talked about on the first episode, mm-hmm. I feel like if there was ever a point where I crossed a boundary and, mm-hmm. like, texted you about something that was, like, not, like, for the right hat or in the right container, you would be like, yeah, Jenna, I need you to, like, send me an email about mm-hmm. that or whatever. You would be direct about it. So I don't think with us there's ever any question, like, is Christina mad at me? Because I feel like if you were mad at me, you would just tell me you were mad at that, me. Okay, so that is, I love that. This is one thing that I love about myself the most is that, like, my yeses mean yes and my noes mean no. And I don't, I don't like to question where I stand with people. So I over-communicate and not, I have to say, not everyone is like you. Like, not everyone appreciates being clear and direct. So in many cases, I feel that other people would say that my toxic trait is that I'm too direct. And that will rub some people the wrong way. But I feel like it's worse when you have somebody who's, like, passive aggressive Mm -hmm. um, and secretly... And we might have to put a bookmark on what I'm about to say and come back because I think there was more for you to share about your story. But Mm -hmm. talking about... um, like natural drifting away from friends. Mm -hmm. I have a friend um, that I was very close with for years through a dance company that we were a part of. And we spent a lot of time together and we did drift away. And I feel like something happened. And I feel like it was probably me that was the asshole Mm -hmm. because I think I did some asshole things Mm -hmm. back at that time in my life. But I don't think that she was the type of person to tell me that. Which is hard. I would have appreciated totally being, being told so I could be less shitty next time. But like I have lots of ideas as to what could have pushed her away. Yeah. So for me, no. So like I think I can't even. Again, I think I stayed in the friendship like two years past its expiry and I tried multiple times. And this is like a growth. This was a growth moment for me. Um, so I definitely learned a lot from that friendship and got to like practice things I think it was just the wrong person that Mm -hmm. it didn't work out. I mean, it worked out how it was supposed to, but it didn't maintain the friendship. Mm -hmm. I would communicate with her. Like I am feeling like I've been holding a lot of space for you. And I don't necessarily feel that that's being reciprocated Mm -hmm. and she would take it really well in the moment, but then no space was being held for me later. Mm -hmm. And then it's really hard and it's really draining to hold space for someone when they're like, Oh, I'm, Like you said, with the boyfriend thing, it's like watching someone go through, it's like bad decision after bad decision after bad decision, but then they're coming to you and like sobbing for 25 weeks straight about it. And then they make the same decision again. It's like, 
I cannot stand by for this. Mm -hmm. And it's hard, I think, when you also pride yourself on being somebody who, like, does hold space and is not judgmental. Mm -hmm. Um, Totally. Because I think, like, I can watch somebody make a bad decision and look at the whole context of their life going back to, like, the Italy thing. Mm -hmm. Like, that was a shitty move. Like, not a cool friend thing to do. But, like, within the whole context of your life, I'm like... I can understand why you chose to do that Mm -hmm. and forgive you for that. But I think there's a fine line between understanding why somebody might do a thing and not thinking they're a bad person. And at the same time being like, what the fuck are you doing? Right. Well, and then coming back to the, like, if every conversation that you're having is like recapping all their bad decisions and they're sobbing and they're sobbing and they're whatever, it's kind of like, wait, so where do I fit into this equation? Like our whole friendship dynamic can't be based on me just holding space for you experiencing the fallout of some of the choices that you keep making. Uh-huh. So it's like, I don't know. I just don't want to stand by for some of that right. stuff. Like it's hard to watch. Uh-huh. Um, and I will say though, that how I know that I made the best decision in ending that friendship. And I literally ended it. Like I, again like communicated my needs several times over the course of about two years and then I remember have I was in the car and I remember thinking like I have to explain this one more like I kept just giving her more chances it was literally like a relationship like a boyfriend you're like one more chance one more chance one more chance and I remember communicating again one more time I was like I And I was going through a hard time at the time also, which I think was another impetus. And I was like, I am really struggling right now. And I just, I need you to hold space for me. And we hopped on another phone call and it was a three hour phone call and it was all about her. Mm. And I was like, Did you even try to get a word in edgewise or was it not possible? Um, I tried and it always was like, oh, well this guy, blah, blah, blah. And there just wasn't breathing room for me there. So I ended up sending her, um an audio message and I was like I am taking space from this friendship like I'm not getting what I need um and that I mean and that was did she receive that how did she I never heard from her (gasps) oh I never heard was that were you expecting to not hear from her um no I definitely thought that I would hear from her in some regard but I will say that within like two weeks I already started to feel like I was calming like the the friendship was so emotionally exhausting Mm -hmm. just because of all the dumping that I felt again within like two weeks of like oh my god did I make a mistake am I an asshole whatever I felt like I had so much more space yeah I felt more like less on edge I think I was really carrying a lot of the um the shit that she was dumping on me which is on, that's on me, but that's how I knew it was a really good decision um, because I felt lighter. Yeah. You know what it makes me think of? When you think about, have you ever broken up with somebody who you were like on the fence about breaking up with them because there were like a lot of bad things, Mm -hmm. but like there was still like history there or like some good things to hold on to. And then you break up with them and you thought you would be sad, but you actually feel free. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's, that's how, that's what this was for me. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Do we have anything else on friendships? Do you have any other friendships gone awry? I like those I feel like those are like the big ones. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, we were talking about like friendships naturally drifting mm-hmm. a little bit. Um 
and that situation with the one friend where I think I would have appreciated a little bit more directness mm-hmm. in regard to that. But I don't know. Friendships drifting are interesting because sometimes it's hard to tell if that person is distancing themselves because they're being like, I don't want to say passive aggressive because sometimes it's not that. Like if they're purposely distancing themselves because the friendship isn't working for them anymore or if it's just that natural drift that kind of feels mutual. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Totally. Yeah. I think the natural drift is hard also though. Like it's, What's been your experience with that? I think I've ever had it where like, I'm even thinking of a friend of mine. She's one of those people that like when I first met her, I'm like, we've been together in a past life. Like mm-hmm. it, we were just like instant fast friends and it was calm and just like easy. And she lives in Wisconsin now. Um, and we text randomly. Yeah. And we just we've already started drifting apart. Like, I think we still love each other as much as we always have and always will as friends. But, like, we are busy. She moved. Her career. Like, we are just going in opposite directions. And so, for me, that's actually sad. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's also kind of nice because, like, nothing's wrong. Right. And we have the understanding. Like, she just – she – Something happened a couple weeks ago when she called me and I answered and like there's no weirdness. Yes. Which I think that is a big key. Yes, 100%. And I can think of friends very much like some of my friends from high school Mm -hmm. who I can not talk to for months and we have this like mutual understanding that, that you can pick that up. Yeah. And it'll be fine. But I don't know. There's... Sometimes there's like a sadness that comes with that. I think maybe if the other person is starting to split a little bit sooner than you or like maybe before you're ready. If they're, I'm thinking of like a physical like road dividing right now. If their path just goes like really sharply versus you both kind of like naturally separating or slowly growing in different directions. Yeah. I think that can be tricky and and kind of come out of nowhere and... And be really hard, or maybe like when you thought that the friendship was something different than it was. And I don't think that's the case for you. I'm just thinking of of examples for myself where maybe you thought that you were like better friends than you were. I have a couple of ones um, that come to mind, and that I think is always really hard also when you think it's one way, but it's really another like we thought we were closer or whatever I'm trying to pick I'm trying to pick one like I definitely have those friends where we could go years without seeing each other and then you hang out and it's literally like nothing has changed I've also had it where it's been a couple of years and then we get together and there's like awkward pot like you ever had that where it's like awkward you're like I don't even know where to pick things back up or like I'm even thinking of a friend of mine where for through just through natural life stuff, I missed out on a lot of really hard things that she went through and she missed out on a lot of really hard things that I went through. Mm -hmm. And I think her and I right now where we're at is like, where do we pick up? Like we could just table all that and not discuss the hard shit we've been through. But to me, that makes it feel surface level. But we're in this awkward like recalibration stage. Does that make sense? Well, it does. It's like you don't have the context 
that happened through all those lived experiences. It kind of goes back to like the coaching thing where you would like be able to have a better conversation with this person Mm -hmm. if you had the context of everything that happened before. Right. But you don't. And then I think that's, that's happened for a lot of people too, especially when it comes to like, I think like lockdown related stuff and like political and social turmoil Mm -hmm. that's happened. Um, Especially when you have people who, like, quote-unquote, don't do politics, Mm. which can be infuriating in itself, but it's almost like you don't actually know where they stand on anything. Like, are you saying that because because you know what I believe and you don't agree with that and you don't want to cause problems? Are you literally just completely oblivious Mm -hmm. right now? Because I used to be very oblivious Mm. I used to be that person I actually think that there may be something in that that caused me to like kind of like fall out of touch with a previous friend oh totally because she cared about some stuff that I think I wasn't I I, I don't think I was like emotionally mature enough Mm. to Mm -hmm. to understand it and I was also like too stuck in my own like if we want to talk about like what like dieting and like obsessing over your body mm-hmm. does, I think I was too self-absorbed in that to care about some of the bigger stuff that was going on. And and now you're not friends with her anymore? I'm I'm not, but like it's it's one of those weird things like we don't talk. Mm-hmm. But like I could send her like if I sent her a friendly text right now, she would respond. Yeah. But like I can't imagine myself making plans to hang out with her. Right. Right. And there's too much that's happened. Right. In between there. Yeah. Like we haven't had those like little checkpoints. Right. Those are so important because yeah. you're right. Like, so I, I don't know if this is true for you. I know that who I am today is very different than who I was in 2019. Like literally because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Like watching the world go through what it went through and paying attention mm-hmm. in a way that I had never really done before yeah it fundamentally changed who I am like Mm -hmm. from the inside out closing a gym that was also like that was a huge grieving process for me it's a huge identity loss for me that changed a lot of stuff for me um god I don't know do you feel like you're different than who you were in like 2019 I do but it's interesting because I feel like I'm very much the same, but also very different. Mm. I think, like, I think those same, like, underlying values were always there. Mm -hmm. I just didn't have the context Mm. of, like, the whole world to make sense of them. Or I didn't, like, get a chance to, like, listen to the lived experiences of other people to understand how they might perceive a certain situation or how it would affect them. So it feels almost, I mean, like same shit sandwich. Totally. Um, I think I'm a less shitty shit sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) And maybe that's, you know, if you think about it too, like I think all humans, like we all have parts of us that are shitty. Mm -hmm. And I think really parts, a reason why friendships evolve is like you have to find someone whose shitty goes with your shitty. In yeah. a way, without it, and like, or yeah, to have somebody who is who is like in a good enough place 
to understand how they're shitty is shitty to you. Ooh, yeah. You know what I mean? Because, like, I think about this a lot when I'm talking to my clients and they're talking about, um, I'm thinking of one example right now. A client of mine went to lunch with an old friend who is, like, really stuck in some, like, gym that she's going to that's, like, like a lot of toxic stuff. Mm -hmm. And her friend is very much still, like, in that culture. And she really wants her friend to get out of it, but her friend's not ready to get out of it. Her friend feels not supported by her because she's like, I can't talk about your diet. Mm -hmm. I can't. And from her perspective, like, from my client's perspective, um... I think it's a Brene Brown quote, maybe, where she talks about, like, you're not the asshole whisperer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, like, it's not your job to, like, convert everybody, and you don't have to. But also, I think from, like, the other friend's perspective, there needs to be this this place of being, I don't know, like, understanding enough to be like, oh, like, thanks for bringing that to my attention. I hadn't considered that that might be hurtful to you, mm-hmm, and... Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to try to do something different. And, like, I still might fuck up. Mm-hmm. But it's that, like, I don't know, willing to try that idea on. Even if you're going to try it on imperfectly. So I have a great example. One of my, I would consider her one of my closest friends. It's interesting. We would not, so let me back up. She's one of my closest friends. She shared in, she shared with me the le- two times ago that I saw her that she was getting a tummy tuck. Okay. And in that moment, I was like, I would not have been able to support her as a friend if this was eight years ago. I would have been so triggered by that Mm. because of the way that my body dysmorphia would have, I think I would have interpreted that in a number of ways. But like, where were you eight years ago with um, all that? Gosh. Um, where was I? So I think again, so in that, I'll use that exact same context. If a friend eight years ago told me that I was that she was getting a tummy tuck, I think I would have taken it upon myself to try and change her mind. And I think I would have been personally offended being like, is nothing I'm doing in the world changing anyone's mind? Mm-hmm. Like I would have taken it as like a personal, I would have taken it personally somehow. Which yes. is funny because it has not a goddamn thing to do with me. Mm-mm. Not my body. No. You do you, I guess. Yeah. And I also about eight years ago would have somehow turned that into like she must be judging my body Mm. or she'll expect me to get a tummy tuck if these things become true or whatever. And so it was an interesting kind of line in the sand of like, wow, Christina, I've grown as a person because I was like, wow, how are you feeling about that? Yeah. Like her... I mean, it's funny. Her body, her choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you want to get a tummy tuck, if that if that's going to be your thing, it may not be something I'm going to support in a piece of content on the internet. Right. Like why you should get a tummy tuck or why you shouldn't. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, the friendship and what I, how I feel when I'm with her and the ways that she supported me, I'm like, how could I not support her? Right. You know? Right. Well, it's also like... To your point, it's it's not about you. Mm-hmm. It's not a reflection of anything that you're doing, but also like she's in a different place mm-hmm. in in her journey that has nothing to do with content that you put out or not put out, but also like living in the world mm-hmm. that we do. Mm-hmm. 
Of course she wants a tummy tuck. Exactly. Of course she does. Exactly. Same, like, similar situation with a friend of mine who decided a couple years ago that she was going to do Weight Watchers. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my obviously, like, gut reaction is like, don't fucking do it. Yeah. Um, And instead I was like, tell me more about that. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Which is so funny because. It's that that pendulum swing, though, I think. Yep. In either direction, there's, like, settling back in the middle and maybe having, like, the full context. Totally. Of both perspectives and maybe letting that continue to, like, swing. And maybe it never stops in the middle, but I think just being curious about what's happening Mm -hmm. on both sides instead of, I don't know, being so absolute about things. I mean, unless you're, like, like, a racist Trumper, then, like... Absolutely and, fucking not. Well, what's funny is that on the one hand, the friendship that ended, this friend was making choices that somehow were affecting me because mm-hmm. of the dumping. Yep. And so I think there's a context there of the t- the style of friendship and kind of like how it's set up. Yeah. Versus this other friend, it literally will net like what she decides to do with her body surgically or otherwise. The way that our friendship is set up, and I think it's just a healthier dynamic. It's mm-hmm. a much more mature, mutually beneficial dynamic. Yeah. I was, like, excited to be able to support her, not through the tummy tuck explicitly, but, like, I went to her house and brought her coffee and sat with her, like, during her recovery, I check in on her, like, Mm -hmm. because it literally, like we were saying, it doesn't affect me and it won't affect me. And, like, the friendship It doesn't affect you, it won't affect you, it will not affect, like, if she comes over for a party when your parents are here. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yes. And in my mind, the friendship is so much more important than anything else. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Did we have anything else on our sheet? I feel like that's pretty much all the things. I mean, we originally started this about friendships gone awry. Do you have anything to add? There was somebody that commented about moving away from your friends or trying to stay connected digitally. Do you have anything to add about that? It's hard. I will say it's hard. I will say something that um, I, a friend of mine, one of my closest friends from high school came over and she's really into getting her nails done mm-hmm. and something that I think we forget to do like the little things of friendship so I'm like the next time you get your nails done like send me a picture yeah like involving yourselves in like the small aspects of life I think digitally mm-hmm. can be a helpful connection point like I, I know that sounds really weird but like hey I got my nails done and I love them like if that's something that you love and like sharing yes. like I think sometimes we can get stuck in the like we have to have these big heartfelt conversations and I think digitally especially it's like I got my hair done I got my nails done or whatever like I think that can be fun I've had a couple of like fun bonding moments with friends and one of them is with one of my friends from high school who um and I think I might have sent you like something from the account one day because I was talking about I forget what the girl's name is um but she like she basically makes fun of herself in high school wearing like oh, too much yeah, yeah. like wearing too much orange foundation and like um yeah. just like the way that we dress. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um and she just like dresses up and like makes fun of like the dumb yes. shit that she did or said like in the you know like early to 2000s, mid to like right? like all like all of the 2000s. Yeah. Um and so me and this friend from high school have been bonding over sending each other Instagram reels of various accounts that make fun of that like time. girls in that time because like we see ourselves in it and it's just I love that even though we're in different places in our life it's like haha like yeah remember when this happened or like I had that exact same like Abercrombie top <laughs> <laughs> Mom Dutch hat 
god. Yeah. Oh my god. She had the Von Dutch hats. Of course she did. She had the Von yeah. Dutch hats. So I just think digital friendships are challenging, and I think there's because of the world we live in. Like you can send memes, you can send Instagram accounts, and like. I think songs I feel like is a big one like I'll text my friends if yes. I'm thinking of them because like a song comes on the radio totally. or something yeah songs are a big one for sure so I think just those little touch points can be like you're like nurturing that garden a little yeah, bit yeah it's think you know just helpful. like little little mini check-ins yeah it's fun too it's so fun it's so yeah. fun but yeah so I guess the moral of that story whoever said that uh go go send yourself uh, or not yourself, I guess. Go send your friend uh, a reel of a girl with orange caked on foundation <laughs> because everybody in the 2000s either was the orange girl or was best friends with the orange girl. <laughs> well, this was fun. This was a good two-part so friendship fun. conversation. This so fun. So many more good things to talk about, too. All right. All right. We'll Until next time. Until next time. I hope you enjoyed that episode with Christina as much as I did. As I mentioned before, I'm planning on sprinkling these in here and there in between my regular solo and guest episodes. So stay tuned for more. As always, make sure you leave a rating and review, especially if you've enjoyed these little bonuses. And be sure to check out Christina on social media and on her podcast as well. I will link to all of the above in the show notes. Thanks again for tuning into Tough Cookie Talks. I'm so glad you're here. If you want to learn more about me and how we can work together, visit my website, itsjennaj.com or follow and tag me on Instagram at itsjennaj. I would love to hear from you. If you like this episode and want to hear more, make sure you click subscribe and follow along so that you don't miss a single show. Then take a moment and leave me a five-star rating and review so that we can help this podcast and this message reach even more people. Have a great week and we'll talk soon.